It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. The Baltimore Ravens pick up a big 27 and 22 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Thursday night football. We recap the game and more coming up next here on Locked on Ravens. You are Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back here with another episode of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast, your team every day. I am your host, Kevin Ostraker of Ravens Wire. We're here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day. We're free and available on all podcasting platforms, including a video form on YouTube. And if you haven't already, be sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. It helps out a ton. Also, be sure to follow us in audio form anywhere you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for your support. And today's episode of Locked On Ravens is sponsored by Simply Safe Home Security with Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe 24/7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This is simplysafe.com/lockdownnfl to learn more and we are back a victory Friday. So it's always purple Friday, but here we have victory Friday for the Baltimore Ravens 27 to 22 Thursday night football win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Boy, at the start of the game, <laughs> I didn't know if we were going to have a, a victory Friday, <laughs> but we, we we do. I'm very excited that we do. We have a ton to dive into offensively, how the offense was able to respond to a very poor first quarter for them. Defensively, we have guys stepping up, guys stepping into Fountain of Youth, and then just what what's next for the team? You go into a mini-buy here for the Ravens. You have the New Orleans Saints Monday Night Football Week 9. So just what goes into that? What's going to go on over these next couple days as the trade deadline comes up and more. So let's start up with the offense now. Baltimore's offense in the first quarter was abysmal. 
It was a terrible start to this game. Execution was lacking. Play calling was lacking. Just everywhere it was bad. The Ravens had 21 total yards of first quarter offense. That included negative five rushing yards. The Ravens had two rushing attempts for negative five yards. The first quarter ended on a sack. It was just, it was brutal. But then the Ravens responded. Execution got better. I thought Greg Roman also got better as the game went on. It was not a good start for Greg Roman, but I do give him credit. I, I will give Greg Roman credit where it's due, and I will criticize him where it's due. I, I will criticize him in the first quarter for what happened, but I will give him credit for what happened over the second half. The second quarter, there was it was kind of like, eh, no points were scored either way. So the game ends up going to the half. Still at that 10 to three score, but then you have 14 points scored by the Ravens in the third quarter, big third quarter for them, 10 in the fourth quarter. Lamar Jackson finishes this contest 27 of 38, 238 yards through the air, two touchdowns. In the first quarter, we saw that one where he kind of worked his Lamar magic that we're, we're so accustomed to seeing kind of breaking out of the sack, moving around in the pocket. Then he misses a wide open James Prochet for a first down. The Ravens have to punt. But as the game went on, it looked like he just got more confident with his throws overall. And we saw a Lamar Jackson that I think we were missing over these last four-ish, even plus weeks, if you want to include that first quarter. I think a confident Lamar Jackson is the best Lamar Jackson. He clearly got into a rhythm as the game went on. So while it was not a good start for Lamar, as the game went on, we saw a much better and a much improved Lamar Jackson. And credit to the pass catchers who stepped up, but it wasn't your typical familiar face pass catchers, Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman. Both those guys ruled out for the game. Mark Andrews with a shoulder injury. Rashad Bateman tweaked his foot. So those two were both ruled out. And John Harbaugh did say after the game, doesn't seem like the injuries to either is serious. So we'll, we'll hope that that is the case and they'll be able to be back in week nine against the Saints. But you have guys step up, and that's the th that was the whole theme of this game. Guys stepping up on offense when guys went down with injuries. Isaiah Likely, game of his life, six catches, 77 yards, and a score. Demarcus Robinson stepped up. He had six catches himself. And then you have Devin Duvernay, who, who made an impact in multiple facets of the game. Runner, receiver, kick returner. He was, he was doing everything. So the Ravens had multiple guys, and, and I do want to focus on Likely for a bit because just what a game it was, and I, I'm so happy for him that it came in this moment on primetime on Thursday Night Football where Mark Andrews goes down and you're kind of wondering, all right, well, with him and Bateman, who is going to be the guy to step up? And it was going to be an interesting thing if Mark Andrews didn't play, and he was on the injury report all week with the knee injury. We didn't really know up until a few hours before game time if he was going to play. Rashad Bateman, kind of the same thing. So you're wondering, all right, if those two guys are down, obviously that's number one, number two. Who's going to step up? And Isaiah Likely seamlessly steps in. And this was this was preseason Isaiah Likely. This is what so many people wanted to see coming out of the gate quickly in the regular season. We saw in the preseason Isaiah Likely, the hands, the yards after the catch, the blocking left a bit or maybe a lot to be desired in the preseason. But I think he has definitely improved in that, that area. And we saw on Thursday night, Isaiah Likely, the hands were there, picked up multiple big first downs. The yards after the catch, we saw him make some moves and gain extra yards. And then the touchdown, he was getting open, working back to Lamar Jackson. He did not play like a rookie out there on Thursday night. And that is why I'm still so high on the Mark Andrews-Isaiah Likely duo. And you can throw guys in there. You know, Josh Oliver's played well this year. You have Charlie Kohler coming back. Nick Boyle 
he he played some snaps on, on Thursday night, but I'm just I'm so ecstatic for what those two can do on the field together. And this was a game that I think it tested Lamar Jackson in, in ways. And it goes, all right, Lamar, you have your two pass catching options out or your top two pass catching options out in Andrews and, and Bateman. Who are you going to trust? Who can you establish that connection with? And I think the connection that we saw, because Lamar Jackson didn't play in the preseason. It was it was Tyler Huntley throwing to him. It was Anthony Brown throwing to him. So a lot of people were wondering, when is that Lamar Jackson as a likely connection going to come? We've seen them connect on a few passes throughout the season so far. But this was the Isaiah likely coming out party, the breakout game. And I think moving forward, we should see, I mean, I would hope, we see Isaiah likely more involved in this offense because he can make a positive impact in the game as we saw. Demarcus Robinson steps up. I mentioned him. He was big in this one. Multiple big first down conversions. Yards after the catch for him too. Multiple big catches too. We had James Prochet with a couple big catches in there. I mean, the Ravens as a whole, they were solid overall. You know, averaged 8.8 yards per catch. But Isaiah Likely and Demarcus Robinson pretty much dominated the target share. Likely had seven targets. Demarcus Robinson had eight. But overall, I was I was impressed there. Uh, again, th- kind of throwing the first quarter out. Rushing-wise, the Ravens averaged seven yards a carry, so they they had a very good game on the ground. 33 attempts, 231 yards, and a score. Gus Edwards led the team with 11 carries for 65 yards. That's 5.9 yards per carry. He left with a hamstring injury. He went down and mm, did not look good, and I am very, very pleased that it does not seem serious, John Harbaugh said. But with the Ravens in this rushing attack, it isn't just Gus Edwards who ends up making an impact. Kenyon Drake, 7 for 62. Lamar Jackson, 9 for 43. Devin Duvernay, 2 for 33 and a score. And Justice Hill, 4 for 28. You had no player on the Ravens average under 4.8 yards per carry. And that player was Lamar Jackson. Usually we'll see Jackson up in the in the 5, 6, 7, 8 yard per carry range. But it was a very well-balanced effort by them. And I'm, I was impressed with how they responded after just not being able to run the football at all in the first quarter and then time of possession wise is also where I want to talk a little bit here because the Ravens held the ball for almost 20 more minutes than Tampa Bay did throughout the entire game here 38 minutes 23 seconds for the Ravens and 21 minutes 37 seconds for the Buccaneers that is that is typical Ravens football we've been missing that for so long I've been wanting to see it for so so long where the Ravens just dominate the time of possession. And at one point, look, the Ravens at one point in this game had, I believe it was a 12-play, 22-yard drive. So they were running the clock down a little bit, but they weren't getting yards. There was an intentional grounding by Lamar Jackson, et cetera. I don't think this was a perfect game from Lamar Jackson, but I think it is something to build upon. There's still room for improvement. Absolutely. Was it a perfect game? Was it a pretty game? No, it wasn't. I don't leave the game feeling completely and utterly confident. In the Ravens, but my confidence does come in the fact that, look, they started slow. They started slow, and it could have been a bad game all the way through. And usually what we see there is there's no momentum. The team becomes lifeless. But what the Ravens did was they responded, and they built momentum that they can carry. This is the Ravens' first winning streak of the 2022 season. It's their first streak. You know, they finally get the double win back-to-back. Lamar Jackson moves to 2-0. and Against Tom Brady in his career, it will likely stay that way unless the two teams meet in the Super Bowl or Tom Brady decides to come back and play for five more years or goes to an AFC team, something of that nature. And now you have a Ravens team that I think is feeling feeling good. 
And that is what they needed. They need it is the mental aspect of football is so important. Where obviously execution on the field counts for a lot, right? It obviously does. But the mental aspect of having that win of an offense starting slow and being able to come back, Lamar Jackson being able to throw to guys not named Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman and have other guys step up for him. The offensive line, Tyler Linderbaum. Oh, Tyler Linderbaum had Devin White. I, I, he had him in jail the entire game. He was locking Devin White down this entire game. There are multiple clips of Linderbaum on Twitter if you want to go look at him. I'm probably going to put, put a couple of them out because they were just so impressive of him either stonewalling Devin White or just taking him to the ground. Tyler Linderbaum was incredible in this game, so shout out to him. The Ravens rookie class stepping up Kyle Hamilton has a nice play in this one. We'll talk about that defense, though, coming up in the second segment and how they were able to stifle Tom Brady in that Tampa offense for the most part in week eight on Thursday night football. So be sure to stay tuned. We still have a ton to talk about here on Lockdown Ravens. So don't go anywhere. But first I do want to tell you a bit about simply safe and all right, here's a sports analogy for you. When it comes to burglars, your home is like the end zone. Any of the absolute strongest defense you can muster. This is why so many people trust Simply Safe Home Security. It's Simply Safe. Your safety is the only thing that matters. It's cutting edge technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back so you always know your home is safe. And there are many times where people don't feel safe in their home, and Simply Safe can give you that protection with 24 7 professional monitoring. Simply Safe agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police. Or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or even can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home and protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. They have HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. There are smarter ways to detect motion as well. The only alert you want a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. And their monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm whether a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. So customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash lockdown NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan to get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash lockdown NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. We're back here. Our second segment of Locked on Ravens. Kevin Ostrecker, your host, still here with you again. Thank you so much for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to make your second listen of the day, Locked on Sports today. But let's now dive into the Ravens defense. It is the Ravens held the Buccaneers to 22 total points here. I did mention the Bucs only held the ball for 21 minutes and 37 seconds. But Baltimore, I want to shout out Baltimore here. I know the, the red zone offense for Baltimore was not great on the day. They ended up ending the day three of six, but it did not. They started off 0 of two. It, just, it, it, it did not start well, but it ended well, kind of the theme for the offense. 
the defense, I thought, did a really good job in the red zone. The Buccaneers went two of five in the red zone, meaning they scored two touchdowns in five attempts. And that's under 50%, it's 40%. That's not terrible. And I think that's where I start. But I want to go next to third down conversions for the Buccaneers. Third down conversions, Baltimore held Tampa Bay to four of 13 on third down. They were extremely efficient getting Tampa Bay off of the field. And that's something that's really important because, you know, it's those it's those third down conversions on any specific drive. You know, it doesn't really matter which, but one third down conversion can get an offense rolling. And look, was Tom Brady the best player on the field on Thursday night? Not by a long shot. Tom Brady struggled in this game despite what the stats say. He was skipping balls to receivers and his rece- some plays did not help him out. Some receivers didn't help him out in some circumstances. Look, Tom Brady is over 40 years old. You know who else looked 40 years old on the football field? Julio Jones looked about 50 on that football field. He did not have a good game whatsoever. I don't think he actually, or no, he had two catches for 21 yards in that score at the end. But Mike Evans was the was the main culprit for the Ravens defense who ended up getting behind the Ravens for multiple big plays. Big plays were a little issue for the Ravens in this game. Mike Evans had a 51-yarder. Chris Galvin had a 44-yarder on a screen. The Ravens were getting torched torched by screen passes short passes early in this game it was consistent first down or nine yard gain or etc etc where I think it was almost like on three straight plays the Bucks ran a, a screen pass and they picked up chunk yards and it was finally on the one they got to stop and the Bucks said okay now we'll do something different the Bucks were saying we're going to do it until you stop it and the Ravens ultimately stopped it and that was that but they got torched early on in the game with that. Tom Brady finishes 26 of 44, 325, and a touchdown. But I do give credit to Baltimore's run defense. The Ravens were getting gashed a little bit early on, but they stopped it in a hurry. You know, you had Leonard Fournette with a nine-yard gain. Rashad White had an eight-yard gain. Those were the longest runs of the day. The Ravens held the Bucks at 2.9 yards per attempt, 15 rushes, 44 yards. And now Tampa came into this game averaging three yards per carry. They were the worst rushing offense in the NFL. So for Baltimore to make that total go down after Thursday night, it's pretty impressive. And it's even more impressive because of the fact that Clay's Campbell did not suit up in this game. He was ruled out with an illness before the contest. And that was the one of the keys for me was could the young guy step up? Justin Metabike, Roderick Washington, and Travis Jones and some of those guys, Brent Urban made a nice run in there. So he was the the veteran of that group with Campbell and obviously Michael Pierce down there. They called up Isaiah Mack for this game as well. But the Ravens have made an emphasis or they have made sure that they bat passes the line. The Ravens this whole season have been really, really good at batting passes at the line. We've seen it from Jason Pierre-Paul. We've seen it from Justin Matabike. Roger Washington in this game, Roger Washington was a stud in this game. He, he batted passes down the line. He was very impressive. But we're talking about, you know, Tom Brady being over 40. You know of another veteran in this game, Justin Houston. Now, he's not over 40, but he is playing like he is 25 years old. He had two more sacks in this game, up to six on the year, I believe. And he is just – he is playing – he is – I think the best player in the Baltimore defense, or I'll say most consistent player in the Baltimore defense right now with how he is playing, the Ravens missed him in such a bad way. And the, the pass rush has been kind of inconsistent this year. Not really a, a thing where you're thinking, okay, this week they'll definitely get five sacks. They'll definitely get four sacks. You're kind of wondering, can the Ravens pass rush perform this week? But now we have two pretty strong showings from the Ravens pass rush. It wasn't like they were getting a Tom Brady on every play. He was untouched on a lot of those. But Tom Brady's not the most mobile guy either. So it's kind of give and take with that. But Houston gets those two sacks on the day. We didn't really see 
we didn't really see a ton from Anafe Owe in this one. Only one tackle. He did have a quarterback hit. The other sack on the day was Justin Manabike. So big credit to Justin Manabike, who is really evolving as an interior pass rushing presence. You have guys like Travis Jones on that interior too, which is really, really good for them. But the defense held up when they needed to. And obviously early in the game, Tampa, they went down the field on the Ravens. And early, it was the first quarter, I'm telling you, the first quarter was terrible for the Ravens. It was terrible. And that's why I don't feel like 100% confident coming out of the win. The Ravens also... I guess they gave Tampa a chance to win at the end. The Ravens recovered the onside kick, and guess who it was? It was Isaiah Likely. You know, it's just very, very fitting, I'll say, to have Likely have that recovery on the onside kick. But, you know, Tampa ends up doing a little work early in the game. They score on both of their early possessions, a touchdown, and it's it's bad because you look at it and you get the touchdown to start and then the field goal on the second possession. Tampa had that eight play 75 yard drive and just about four minutes and then 10 plays 50 yard drive. So they were getting the job done, but then the Ravens defense tightened up. And that is one of the keys. One of the keys in this game for me was adjustments and how could the coaching staff and the players adjust. And I think the Ravens defense adjusted and it gave the offense life. The offense, I don't think had much life in the first half. But I think the way the defense played, they kept getting the ball back for the offense. They kept giving their offense chances. And that is where I think the key was to getting the offense back on track because it wasn't like Tampa Bay kept scoring points or getting in the red zone or getting field goals. The Ravens were getting three and outs or, or getting short possessions from the Tampa offense to make sure their offense had as many opportunities as they could to get on the right track. So credit to Mike McDonald for doing that. I, I think the adjustments we've seen from Mike McDonald this year, or maybe there is a slow start or two here on defense. We definitely saw it in week eight against Tampa, but the adjustments were there. The defense started to respond to it. And at the end of the day, outside of the, it's like the first part of the game and the last part of the game, we saw big plays and, you know, not great football, but really in the middle, it was very, very, very good. So I give a lot of credit to the Ravens for, again, not starting off strong, but then finishing strong. You want to see the strong starts to, to start, but you are going to take a win. And while it wasn't a pretty win, while fans don't come out being maybe 100% confident, this was a win on prime time on Thursday night football where the defense was able to show that, yeah, you know, Tampa was missing starters, you know, and that's part of the reason too, where, all right, Tampa's missing a ton of secondary members. They lose Shaq Barrett on defense and it looks like a torn Achilles for Shaq Barrett. So hopefully it's not, hopefully it's, it's something where, it's the initial diagnosis is a little worse than it actually is, but regardless prayers out to Shaq Barrett, but also on offense, the bucks were missing multiple key offensive linemen, some receivers and tight ends as well, but you have to beat those teams. You have to go out there and get the job done. You have to beat those teams. And Baltimore did that 100%. And coming up here in our final segment, we'll talk about what's next for the Ravens. Talk a bit more about the trade deadline. Talk about the week nine game against the saints on Monday night football and more, so be sure to stay tuned. There's a little ton to dive into here on the show. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. And there are plenty of times where people get stuck focusing on problems instead of solutions, and that situation could go a bit differently and a bit better with a different mindset. And it can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode and face with the challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling, and a therapist can help you become a better problem-solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or how small and there are plenty of reasons why people try out therapy 
things like if they want to feel more like themselves or feel less stressed, more confident. And there are tons of things people can get from trying therapy, such as unloading stress, emotional healing, help with anxiety and depression. And if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. You can get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists at any time. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off of your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. We're back here. Our final segment of Locked On Ravens. Coming off of the Ravens 27-22 Thursday night win. Kevin Ostrecker, your host, still here with you. Thank you so much for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day here. Be sure to like the video, subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. We are our Daily Ravens podcast, putting out content five days per week, Monday through Friday. So here it is on Victory Friday. Well, it's, it's a mix. We'll call it Victory Friday, and we'll call it Purple Friday. We get two and one here, the best of both worlds. And the Ravens got the best of both worlds late in the game when they scored a red zone fourth quarter touchdown. You're almost thinking, oh, my, like, what do I do with my hands? Like, what, what are we doing here? Because obviously the Ravens' red zone struggles have been apparent. The fourth quarter struggles have been apparent. So to get a touchdown in the red zone in the fourth quarter, Everything coming together beautifully for the Ravens. But this is a team now that is five and three, currently first place in the AFC North. And obviously that it's gonna stay that way regardless of Cincinnati's result against the Pittsburgh Steelers in week eight. But I do think that for Baltimore, it's a big win momentum-wise, but it's also a big win to be able to go into this mini buy. So the it's not actually the Ravens by week, but now they don't play football. Well, they don't play on Sunday, obviously. They don't play next Sunday. They play next Monday night, New Orleans, another away game. It's another away primetime game where they will be traveling. So it's going to be important for them. Again, can they make it three straight? Baltimore's schedule from here on out is relatively easy. Now, this, this has been a really weird, wacky season where there's been a lot of bad football, a lot of upsets here and there. So you can never take any game for granted. It's really any given Sunday, and especially, especially this year. But to be able to go into Tampa Bay on a Thursday night, on a short week, lose your top two pass catchers, and be able to beat Tampa Bay, even though Tampa Bay was reeling, right? Tampa Bay is not playing like a good football team right now. Last week, Cleveland, they were not playing like a good football team. The Ravens still have those games be a little closer than you maybe want them to be. But a win is a win, and that is what's the most important thing. But I just I want to see a game from this Ravens team moving forward. Hopefully this is in prime time so we get the, the full Ravens exposure on primetime experience and they do this there. But where they just they blow out a team. They go like 40 to 3 or something, and they establish their dominance. I want to see that out of this Ravens team. I think they have it in them. I think they have it in them, but they have to show that they do. Can they play consistent four quarters of football? 
You know, this time around, it was kind of the opposite. The first quarter was horrendous. And then the last three, well, in the second quarter wasn't necessarily amazing. But you then have the second half be great. So can the Ravens make it? Oh, the first quarter is great. And the second quarter is great. Oh, and, and the third quarter. Oh, in the fourth quarter. Can you have that happen? Can you be a football team that dominates? Maybe an inferior opponent. The Saints right now, their quarterback situation, they're kind of, well, it's Andy Dalton right now. We'll see who it is in week nine if Dalton gets benched for Jameis Winston or whatnot. But the Saints are moving forward with Dalton, even though Winston is healthy. But we're still a long way away from that. Right now, the Ravens can focus on just recharging and getting healthy. You hope that by the Monday night game next week, Mark Andrews is fully good to go. Rashad Bateman, you hope Clay Campbell's obviously Good to go as well from that illness. Gus Edwards, same thing. Maybe you get Tyus Bowser back. Maybe you get David Ajabo back. Maybe there's a new addition, a new addition to the Ravens. Maybe Deshaun Jackson gets called up. And I'm not talking about that new addition. I'm just saying maybe a trade happens. Uh, we've talked about the trade deadline for a lot of this week. So if you want to go back and check out potential trade candidates for the Ravens on their roster or potential trade targets for the Ravens on other rosters, we have those shows out for a couple of days ago. But the Ravens, I still think they should add a wide receiver. I still think that maybe they could add multiple players. Maybe they go and make two trades. It's more likely going to be one. I wouldn't anticipate them making two trades. But maybe a Brandon Cooks. Maybe if they want to get a little spicy, they get Jerry Judy. Or I don't, I don't think DJ Moore is getting moved. We've seen the Bradley Chubb reports. I don't know if that's necessarily realistic for them right now. But I would look for wide receiver or edge, but we've talked about that a ton. So I think Brandon Cooks would be the fun, flashy splash. And I know he's not necessarily a big receiver, but but, but that's what it is. But this is this is big. And I'm I'm very happy the Ravens got this win. Well, for multiple reasons. One, just because I think this was a get right game for a lot of people. And it, it's the confidence. I've talked about it with Patrick Queen, right? The best Patrick Queen is a confident Patrick Queen. And I've said the best Lamar Jackson is a confident Lamar Jackson. It, it makes so much sense. And this, I think, gained a lot of trust from Lamar Jackson to his receivers. But obviously, with Bateman and Andrews down, he had a third of Demarcus Robinson. He had a third of Isaiah Likely. And that moving forward, I think, is a really, really, really good sign, especially because in the first quarter, you're thinking, it's like, oh, is this what's going to happen? Is this how the game is going to be for 60 minutes? But the adjustments were key. The play calling was better. The execution was better in every every facet i think the ravens outplayed tampa in every single facet of the game and yeah sure right as i just said tampa is an injured football team but you have to be able to get the job done against those opponents you you have to because now we're in a situation for the ravens where if they can continue stacking wins i don't see how they don't well i can i can see multiple ways but barring some horrible horrendous collapse the ravens could be in the driver's seat here in terms of the afc north because cincinnati has a brutal second-half schedule. Brutal. They, they play plenty of good football teams. I'm not saying the Ravens don't play good football teams, but they play, I think, less strong football teams. I'll, I'll put it that way. The way Cincinnati's schedule looks versus the way Baltimore's schedule looks. So I, I'm going to pull up Cincinnati's schedule because I want to – when the schedule came out, I looked at it, and I, I thought the Bengals had to have a very – almost like the Ravens last year – where they had a strong 8-3 start, and you're thinking, all right, even with the injuries, they can maybe make the playoffs. But Cincinnati, after the Browns game, oh, it's against the Browns, okay. After the Browns game on Monday night football in Week 8, the Panthers are there, and then the Steelers, and then the Titans. But then you have Chiefs, Browns, Bucks, Patriots, Bills, Ravens. Also, all right, at the big, I understand why. 
I understand why I thought it was such a gauntlet at the beginning of the year. Maybe not so much of a gauntlet now. Obviously, the Bills are a, a very good team. The Chiefs, the Browns coming back with Deshaun Watson. Who knows how he's going to be? The Titans are decent. They're decent, I'd say. But still, regardless, now if we look at the Ravens schedule, and I'll pull up the Ravens schedule real quick, their schedule is a little just a little bit, tiny bit easier, and by that I mean a lot easier. They have the Saints, they have the Panthers, they have the Jaguars, the Broncos, the Steelers, the Browns, the Falcons, the Steelers, and the Bengals again. So only at this moment, only one game against a team with a winning record. The Ravens, if they can take advantage, if they can gain momentum, and if they can start winning football games convincingly, should be able to win the AFC North. Now, there are ways and there are plenty of scenarios where I see how they don't, but hopefully that is not what happens and the Ravens come out and win that division and they come out and win in week nine against the Saints to continue that momentum. You know, it's those two games, the Bucks and the Saints, they aren't AFC games. They aren't divisional games, whatnot, but a win is a win. It keeps the Ravens momentum moving and the Ravens pull out that 27 and 22 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week eight. But that's all I have for you here today on Lockdown Ravens. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll get back here on Monday. We'll be diving into more Ravens talk, talking about the trade deadline, reviewing this game more and more. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And I'll see you right back here on Monday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.